I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene at hemsler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, December 5th, 2020. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed in the dollar... It's It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Atlanta's longest-running, most-respected money show on radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with none other than DJ Barker. What's up? Good to be back. There he is. Good to have you, DJ. Thanks, Troy. I'm sure we'll figure out some way to make you feel welcome or not so much as we go along today. You always as, do. Oh, of course. I mean, I try real hard. Very welcoming. Yes, absolutely. We also have Peter Lynch, the Peter Lynch. He's been that guy all his life, but he's not that Peter Lynch. No, he's the other one. Yeah, he's the other Peter Lynch. The other one. The, the important one. Well, of course. Yes. I mean, we wouldn't have him on a radio show no, if he course. wasn't the important guy. <laughs> of course. Uh, those of you who follow investing and uh, the like, there was a guy named Peter Lynch uh, quite a while back, uh, what was the name? Of, you've got to know the fun name. Fidelity Magellan. There oh we go, Fidelity God. Magellan. He no beat way. the market for 10 years straight. Yep. And he quit while he was on top and chalked most of it up to luck. <laughs> Although he, he uh, you know, I've read books that he's written. And uh, very, very bright guy. Um, pretty impressive some of the ways that he went about. He, he did kind of the job that I do for Hensler Financial, whereas he was the stock picker guy, right? Yeah. Um, yep. You know, he... he put a lot of work and effort into the things that he did. I I remember reading a story about how uh, he was uh, seeking new investments in something, and his wife came up with this uh, pantyhose packaged in in an egg, of all things. It was the legs egg, and he wound up buying shares in the company, and uh, it it did quite well. But uh, it's just funny, I guess, where you find your... Find your research. Yeah, where you find your investment ideas. But that was uh, kind of the, the approach that he used yeah. at times. And it worked. Seemed, yeah, it seemed did. To. He's For on 10 his, years, it did. He's yeah. on his yacht right now. <laughs> he's not worried about where the market is today. He, yeah. Well, I mean, he also talked about, uh, I think, the panic of 87, where he had to leave his European vacation and come back home to <laughs> right. put out fires. You know how that goes. But uh, anyway, sometimes it can be... A uh, very mind-numbing and uh, nerve-wracking job. But uh, this week, the market is up, so it wasn't nerve-wracking at all, right? Uh, as normally happens, the market was up this time, 1.38%. Uh, Health care has actually led the way in the last five days, up 3%. Utilities on the bottom, Oof, down 1.67%. Yeah, yeah uh, most of that's going to be because we had rising interest rates over the past week. Uh, the 10-year uh, spiked a bit higher, and um, you know we can look at that in a minute. But uh, uh, energy is also down 1.34% over the last five days, uh, even though it has been on just absolutely rip. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
if you look year to date, you couldn't tell it. It's down 32.9%. It's come back hard. I mean, I know that doesn't sound yeah. great, but it's come back. Well, for November. in November yeah. itself, energy was up 27%. Right. One month. In a month. Yeah. And and when it really seemed to start was uh, the first mention of Pfizer's efficacy in their vaccine to fight COVID. Yeah. Um, while we are having some pretty serious outbreaks right now, and uh, I think uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. is shut down at the moment. Yeah. Uh, that's really new this week. But um, the uh, uh, the the hope and outlook for demand growing in uh, the energy sector is is pretty good. And those stocks got so oversold, it wasn't even funny. Um, Although, you know, when energy prices are down significantly, that's what you're going to deal with. Uh, It is the source of the cash flow in that whole industry. So, um, but from the end of October, October 30th through, you know, December 1st, I believe it was, um, we we went from 35 bucks a, a barrel in oil to over 45 now. So, um, it's a big jump. Yeah, it is. yeah, 26 percent, something mm. like that. Um, anyway, so uh, when we look at the one-year numbers, S&P 500 is up 21.13 percent. You believe in that? That's crazy. We had a recession, a 34 <laughs> percent decline in 34 March. 34 percent decline. Yeah. And it's come back. Yeah, from February to 21. March. One. It's up twenty one percent. did you say there was a problem? A recession in two thousand twenty? We I got don't, a new I president. We got one. all kind of things. And uh here we are. No, it's amazing. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, technology still leading nope. in that regard to forty seven percent. Once yeah. again, you know. Yeah, energy. It's been year after basement. year. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, energy in the basement down 27.92. Financials still down over the 12-month period, 0.3. Real estate down 0.09, both of which are, are uh, sensitive to interest rates as well. Um, and utilities toward the bottom at positive 4.29%. Everything else is basically above average for a normal year in uh, in investing equity returns which what is the average about 10 and a half percent uh long-term average so um you know it's just been the strangest strangest year it's been crazy i mean think about the the swings in the market with you know just everything that's gone on can't believe that the averages are working out yeah well and and what's (laughs) really weird and how quickly yeah. Uh, right. You know, if you think about the S&P 500 from investing investing terms, you would usually call that kind of a blended portfolio, meaning that you've got some growth and mm-hmm. some value. So if you divide the two where you only have the growth and look at the returns on that and then you look at the returns on value alone, growth is up 29 percent. Value is down uh, slightly more like one point three percent. So there's a 30% disparity between growth companies and value companies in the S&P 500 this year alone, just year to date. Uh, have we seen that before? I, there, I think there have been larger divergences, but it's been like tech bubble days that, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that cause that. So, um, you know, technology, as we said, is up 47.46. If you look at the overall S&P 500, it's only up 21%. Only, I see. Only. Only That's 21. I, I mean, relative to technology, yes, it's only 21%. Uh, 
Um, consumer discretionary is up, you know, a similar 37%. And by the way, about 42 or 43% of the discretionary these days is Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazon. So, yeah, it's a, it's a huge I going to say Procter & Gamble. But Amazon. Well, huh? well no. Procter <laughs> & Gamble is a staple. Come on. Now, all right, we're going to have to kick Peter. Oh, out of the Peter. Out of the oh, my goodness. This is going to be embarrassing. This is not good. It's, it's going to be embarrassing for me. Anyway. Amazon, I've not heard of them. Are we, I'm not. <laughs> yes. On a lighter note, who? Yeah. I'm not sure. All right, so enough beating up Peter. Um, <laughs> we've got quite a bit of uh, economic information out in the week uh pending home sales i think a lot of these get pushed off because of thanksgiving hey remember yeah. that uh, last year i mean week wait wasn't that a few yeah, days it seems like something. a long time ago uh yeah i mean a lot of folks take a few days off um black friday was much different this year it seems like everybody went electronic but uh yeah, yeah. uh pending home sales jumped 20.2 percent year over year in october so we're still and this is just contracts on houses not real sales yet, but uh, you got to expect that that came through probably in November. Yep. Um, bit of a lag there. Manufacturing PMI confirmed at 56.7. Anything above 50 here is going to be uh, growth. Um, it's uh, you know it's the same as uh, the preliminary preliminary estimate uh, and uh, strongest factory growth since September of 2014. That's pretty amazing, right? It is. Yeah, we're seeing a pretty good resurgence um, in uh, in economic activity. Uh, the only fear out there at the moment is uh, is COVID still. It's crazy. We're we're having a resurgence. I think folks might have let their guard down just a little too mm-hmm. early, and uh, I'm sure Thanksgiving is probably not going to help that. It, it it seems like every year, and I always make this joke that uh, you know you get. Your uh, the kids in school go hang out with their little snot licking cousins and show back up and spread their germs around to everybody in school and before you know it you have the flu outbreak. Well, uh, I think the the COVID outbreak might have predated that just a little bit. But, yeah, uh, and not hearing much about the flu. No, not no, not but today. You know, you know exactly, and hopefully uh, that stays, that stays. as well. But. Um, you know, there are some other issues. Uh, ISM Purchasing Managers Index. Um, so this is for manufacturing. It fell to 57.5 um, from the two-year high of 59.3 that it hit in October. So just a slight pullback. You know, a lot of the information that we're seeing out of the economy is showing uh, just just a little bit of slowing. Even uh, consumer sentiment in the last few uh, reports have, have shown uh, overall uh, retraction, although current situation is a little bit stronger, expectations seem to be waning. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where we are. Sure. All right, we're going to take a real quick break. And uh, when we come back, I have got an awesome dog of the week for you all. And uh, we'll talk about some more finance, too. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks.
This week, and it is definitely a dog. I mean, as as parents go, uh, you know, if there's something wrong with the kids, life just ain't right. No, not right. Not at all. There's uh, there's there's been an outbreak in um, northern Spain that they have now traced back to uh, a drug issue, um, and not the illicit kind. This was a uh, the diagnosis of uh, gastric reflux in, in quite a few kids had them uh, given a drug, a meprazole. Only problem is at the pharmacy, it was mixed up and they were given minoxidil. And if that name minoxidil <laughs> seems to strike a chord with anyone, I hear Peter Lynch is laughing. Yes. Minoxidil is a hair growth drug. <laughs> So there are 20 families in northern Spain who have now sued the hmm. local pharmaceutical firm because their children have actually grown hair all over their bodies. Oh, goodness. In one of the instances, uh, a little girl's mother was hmm. asked by the local pharmacist. I'm laughing, but I shouldn't be. <laughs> Was asked by the local pharmacist, well, does anyone in your family have excessive hair growth? <laughs> so they're trying to track him, but like blame it on her. Blame it on Yeah. Wow. These yeah. families, I'll tell you, have been about the most patient I could ever imagine. This has happened over the last few months, and it's just now coming to a legal head. And, uh, you know, they've they've got, uh, got kids, you know, it's... The the lady says, and I quote, I was asked if anyone, if, if we had anyone in the family who had lots of hair, but it was not the case. My daughter has hair all over her face. Mm. Oh, no. That's a little girl oh, with hair. That's so oh. sad. Well, and the problem is they say that uh, in, in previous cases that they've seen minoxidil's effects wear off, but they don't know in this instance if it actually uh, will. They're hoping that, wow. uh, that it would, but... Uh, it proves that it works. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. I was gonna ask if anyone had Fish. ever had, you know, at this table had ever had any, uh, you know, the thing that I always wondered. They always tell you to wash your hair with this stuff, and you would assume that if the suds run down your back, then at very least you should grow some hair on your back. <laughs> I didn't know that it grew it all over your body. I guess it I was. didn't yeah. either. But I mean, is it supposed to be ingested internally? No, I didn't even know. Yeah. And that's the problem that I thought is, you know, you're not supposed to internally ingest yeah. minoxidil. Most of those applications are just to rub it on your... Now I've got folks all over the place looking at the bottle of minoxidil. Thinking, <laughs> I believe that might be good to drive. <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note, if you're looking for a job opportunity... <laughs> There could be, if you're a pharmacist, yeah. there could be well, some openings. The only problem is NASCAR is not running right now. Otherwise, you could drink some minoxidil. It's not something I'm telling you to do. Right. But right. if you did, you could then have your, you know, you could have your favorite car's number carved in your back. Oh, man. That's a party right there. Yeah. I, you know, there was a place I used to live out in Paulding County. Don't tell Jerry. But uh, I would drive home. 
and there was a, a house that had the front grass, and they'd let it grow a little bit tall. Mm-hmm. And they, for years, would cut in the grass a number three for Dale Earnhardt. And after Daryl's uh, Dale, sorry, Dale's passing, they then began to cut a number eight, which was Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the yard. But I have seen pictures of NASCAR fans with the the uh, car number carved in their back hair. That is great. Yeah. Well, I might see a spike in minoxidil sales. So what <laughs> what's the <laughs> S&P number got to get to for you to carve <laughs> the S&P 500 close? What, yeah, what, like a, should we do 30, like 30,000? You 30, better 000? have some serious back hair. <laughs> oh, I just carve it in my forehead you know? maybe. <laughs> yeah, no. no? I, I'm thinking that's a no. All right, enough craziness. Let's move on. Uh, we have a situation this week, and, uh, you know, obviously 2020, there's been a lot made of how negative the year was and, and what an impact it had. And I'll be honest with you, I miss my family. I I was able to go out and, uh, you know, my folks live in West Georgia. I was able to go out and see my parents uh, over Thanksgiving. It was fun to get out and, and see them. We had an outdoor Thanksgiving so okay. that uh, yeah. we could try to be as safe as possible. Uh, had a, a reasonable crowd, but uh, you know, tried to tried to keep our distance. But still, it's nice to see each other's face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, talk on the phone all the time. But uh, this year, you know, there's some things that we always think about at the end of the year. This year, it's a little bit different. Uh, I'm sure that there have been uh, depletions of emergency reserve funds and various other things. But we got a situation we wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, Tracy and Matt. Uh, had a difficult year. Tracy's hours were cut at work uh, during the shutdown earlier in the year. She received unemployment benefits, which made up some of the money, but, you know, it doesn't always cover it all. This year there was a bit of a boost in that $600 a week that a lot of folks got. But uh, uh, they also, the couple also had to buy uh, new computers for the kids whose school went viral in the spring. Did I say viral? Viral. Virtual. That's what I meant. Oh, boy. Went (laughs) virtual. School went viral. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever be said in in seriousness. I mean, you can make a mistake once in a while, right? right. DJ, no. Anna, thanks. No. no. Oh, it looks like me and uh, me and Peter are both two strikes. Yep. Yeah, DJ, oh, you're next. I'm next. <laughs> We're not going to have a show. Stand by, long. folks. Uh, so they had to buy new computers for the kids. Um, you know, that went virtual. Spring and fall school uh, sounds very familiar to my situation. Sure. Uh, Matt's commissions um, were lower this year because he's not traveling to uh, work conventions. And, you know, it, there is something to be said for sales across the table versus across the Zoom Absolutely. Uh, yeah. video. Uh, so while they've continued to save for their retirement plans, they haven't been able to save much else. Um any costs that were uh, canceled during the year, uh, like soccer, daycare, transportation, were actually offset by new needs, the computers that we talked about, more food in the house, uh, even a secondary refrigerator, uh, faster Internet, puzzles and games, just things to keep everybody occupied, uh, plus the decrease in income from Matt's lower commission. So um, Tracy now has a new job, starts in January. Uh, they really want to get back on track with their budget and finances, and it seems like their cash flow will increase in January, but uh, they're still unsure about any further COVID shutdowns, as we all are, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and any other curveballs. I think when you get hammered so much in a, a short period of time, you always 
kind of get head shy. You expect anything coming down the pike to knock you down again. Absolutely. Right? So uh, we wanted to talk about a few things that uh, that really should be considered right now. The, the chief among them, as I've already mentioned, is uh, taking stock in your emergency fund. It's probably a good idea. I'm going to leave this mostly to you guys being the financial planners. Um, and, um, you know, it, I, you got you got thoughts on that? Sure. It, Save it, money. We, we do. We Is talk the about the, the emergency fund all the time. Right. Right. And That's like the at, starting it, cornerstone for a financial plan, is it not? It, it is. And yeah. uh, as much as we talk about it, many still don't do it. Yeah. And this year is one of those times when you wish you would have had that emergency fund. And if you did have it, that's great. And you used it. And now you've got to start thinking about building it back up right. if you can. And is there like a great, uh, not, there's not a dollar amount, I assume, because everybody's financial situation is different. But right. is, is there a rule of thumb that they should follow for an a emergency fund? It's typically been three to six months. Okay. And, and that sounds like a lot, right? Three to six months, but... You take baby steps. You're not going to get there immediately. Yeah, it's right. Do what you can to start something in a savings account, really, is what we try to preach, right? So you want a little to bit at a time. Just put a little bit every idea. time. Eventually, yes, three to six months is your goal, but it starts with now. Yeah. It starts yeah. with a little bit. And set and something up automatically. Have money go yeah. into a fund automatically. And you want it to be liquid, something you can get at immediately if needed. Definitely. Yeah, you're you're not looking for the return, right? I mean, yep. you're looking for safety more <laughs> than return right because <laughs> right. And uh, we hear this conversation too. Why would I put some money in a savings account when the stock market's going to return ten, twenty percent? My cash savings account is only giving me point one percent, point two percent. Well, yes, but it's the safety. You're ensuring that if there is a secondary shutdown, right. we're going to be able to pull funds from that account. It's a safety aspect, not a return aspect. And that's yeah, what you have to think about it. Exactly. And yep. and uh, if you think about what happened this year, the stock market went down 34% from February 19th to March 23rd. When would you have needed your emergency re- reserve fund? <laughs> right. Maybe around March, March 23rd. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it puts you in a spot where you would be forced to sell. Forced to sell. Something thirty four percent at a yeah one third one third the amount, so instead of three months or six months, you got two months or what four months right yeah yeah, yeah survey from Bankray had that only three in ten adults holy cow three in 30%. ten adults i mean it's it's that's tough to think about, yeah, you know, and I think you know as you well we're running out of time here, and we might want to jump back in just a few minutes, but you know you also have to cut your lifestyle. Before you can even get into an emergency reserve situation, you've got to cut out some of the extras. Yeah, no doubt. If we're still spending. Discretion here. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. economic activity picked up. We can't deal with an economic crisis until you beat the pandemic. The ups, the downs. Which way will it go? We're here to keep you informed. This This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. And no, we have not yet beaten the pandemic. Although we got some vaccines that sound like we might have... uh, Access to in uh, the next 
few weeks even. Well, coming to you soon, yeah, hopefully. By, by the end of the year even. Um, I, they're already determining who gets to go first, and I think they're talking about first responders. That's probably a great idea. Good idea. Right. Frontline folks, DJ, you are no longer one of them. Well, I'm no longer in it. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, you know. Sorry, right, I'll sit back in my bubble. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I saw an article too. <laughs> you don't want to go back, really? I'm good. I mean, don't you wake up in a cold sweat once in a while, I chasing do, an emu? But <laughs> I'm good. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you guys uh, might have financial questions for us. We'd love it if you did. Uh, if you do, you can call our question hotline. The number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you call, you'll get our voicemail uh, at the beep. You can leave your message, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, if you prefer to talk to a human being instead, you can call us at 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. Uh, she will help you take down your question and get it to us, and we can answer it on the air that way. Or you can email us, which seems to be the preferred way for most folks and uh, our email address is drgene at hensler.com which is spelled d-r-g-e-n-e at h-e-n-s-s-l-e-r.com uh, now for those that are do-it-yourselfers you can just go to our website hensler.com spelled in the same manner h-e-n-s-s-l-e-r.com um, there's loads and loads of good information pertaining to your financial situation, uh, taxes, uh, government programs, uh, various things that you might be able to take advantage of. We encourage you to go. You could probably even look us up. Um, not that anybody wants to see somebody with a face for radio like myself. Uh, and oh, by the way, don't ask me. I did not take the minoxidil. I'm just naturally that way. Man, I just that's I could just so people. just, but I'm not going to. We're going to keep going. No. We're moving. We'll just say that they took a picture of the back of my head. It's <laughs> not the front. It's not. It's not my face. Anyway, uh, all right. So uh, we have been talking about a situation where Tracy and Matt uh, had some troubles during oh, 2020, yeah. like many others did. I mean, uh, unemployment spiked over 13% in a year. It's now back to 6.9 officially. Um, there are those that would argue that it might be much higher uh, due to the fact that we had states extend um, unemployment payments for a little while. So um, we talked earlier about uh, one of the major pieces, the, the kind of the cornerstone of financial planning is to make sure that you have an emergency reserve in place. Now, DJ, you've read statistics that say 30% of all people, that was a bank rate note, right? Yeah. 30% uh, of all households have that emergency reserve in place. So 70% of you out there statistically listening to us probably need to consider this a lot more closely, uh, especially for situations like we just lived through. Uh, if you didn't have one, you probably ought to think about it. Uh, we're talking about three to six months worth of uh, of spending, right? And you can go look at your uh, financial statements, your credit card bills, and look at uh, how much you actually spend if you need help with it. Again, our right. phone number is 770-429-9166. You can call and ask for DJ Barker, or you can ask for Peter Lynch, and either one of those guys can help you out. If you ask for me, they're going to say, who? Who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the thing is, 
Uh, it's a major piece of the financial plan. Um, but there's some other considerations that you ought to go over, especially if you have uh, 401k or some other investment portfolio. Guys, again, I want to leave it yeah. to y'all. I mean, I think when we when we left off, you know, what I was saying is that you know you have to reevaluate your current spend, right? So, the one driving force, how much you need in savings? Well, how much do you spend every single month? So, it's a tough time. We just left Thanksgiving behind us. Now we're running into Hanukkah and Christmas, so we we know that we're going to be purchasing and, and splurging a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But what are we spending starting January that we can cut back on to help right. get our feet kind of back on the, the flat surface of, of what's happened in, in this past year. And who knows, like you said, what's going to happen in 2021. It's still some time before we get the vaccine. So let's make sure that we're ready for any potential closures in 2021. Right. right? So reevaluate what your current spend is. Is there something that can be cut back from discretionary spending? Maybe it's, you know, you know, where you shop, like the amount that you shop, eliminating some of the, you know, the TV, you know, type streaming services that we're able to to view online. You know, there's all oh, kinds so of things that we can stay at home and you know, entertain yourself. That's right. The TV. Is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying there, there's DJ a lot of here. things out there that that may be a, a, a you know a little expensive when you yeah. start looking at your spending. You know, so reevaluate what where you're currently spending. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's always a good thing. Uh, and and if you look back over the last few months to get your cues as to to uh, how much you should save, you might actually want to consider if you have had to reduce your spending, you might want to increase your your emergency reserve by an amount that is probably a little more reasonable. Because sometimes you can't just turn those things off. At the flip of a switch, right? That's right. So, uh, you know, make sure that you're thinking about this in a reasonable way. Uh, Something to consider also is if you have, you know, taxable accounts, it's a good opportunity to reevaluate the portfolio. You know, maybe yeah. sell at a loss can help offset some gain somewhere else, yeah, some income. Some you know, you've got some potential tax loss selling that you could do. Harvest that. Uh, I know it seems something that you wouldn't want to do but it's a good idea reevaluate yeah. where you are in your portfolio it, it potentially sell for losses and and you know start the year off with a, a different portfolio right allocation. It, it goes against our psyche to sell things when they lose uh i don't know who created the human being but uh we're all a mess at times just the way we think about things um but uh you know just because something's at a loss you don't have to wait until it gets back to even before you sell it uh, right. Quite often they don't come back. And right. uh, if you've sold things that were appreciated during the year, one of the best ways to offset your tax bill is to sell some losers just yeah. to lower that uh, capital gains tax. Yeah. Yep. Rebalancing is always a good idea. Yeah. Even doing it once a year. You yeah. Know, you're so taking profits and right. potentially and buying some things that have underperformed that you still believe in. That can perform better well, your going forward, stocks. like your value stocks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's time to probably trim back some of the growth companies. Uh, maybe lighten up in technology. Technology. Yeah, uh, it's, I know it's not a bad word, folks. It's trimming profit. IT. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean there there are some out there, Goldman Sachs, that yeah. uh, have called for energy prices to get, and this is just the crude oil price to get to around sixty five in two thousand twenty one. Right now, it's at forty five which would tell you that that's about a 50% increase potentially in the, in the next year. Who knows if that really happens? Just saying there, you know, if we get demand back to where it normally would be, then uh, you could see some of that. So, um, you know, those energy stocks that got beaten up this year, as we talked about earlier, 
might be a good place to put some of that money, especially if you had an allocation to them already. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, there's there's quite a few strategies in that regard. Uh, so maybe you need to even go beyond just your taxable accounts and check out your 401k. In that yeah, regard mm-hmm. increase 401k savings. Look, you can even, you know, 529 savings. If you're looking at, if you've got a little bit of cash and you, and you want to get some tax credits, if you want to, you know, kind of funnel some money into, to, you know, savings. I mean, again, 529s for college, that's going to give you a little bit of tax help on, on certain states. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, traditional IRAs. You sure. know, if you're able sure. to save to that, again, it's a good spot to potentially get a little bit of a, a, a reduction in taxes sure. if you're able to save and, and, and receive that. Um, and then, obviously, there's always the Roth. I know sure. not not great tax benefit now, but in the long term, you're able to withdraw those funds tax-free, and right. that is a great way to, you know, in retirement, in future years, to diversify your income needs later on. So you've got yeah. your, your Social Security and your potential pensions. They're going to be taxed. Well, Roth distributions are going to have that tax-free uh, income. So also a possibility there. And it's a good way to diversify, right? So when you look at it, it's not picking one of these options. It's a way to look at potentially doing a little bit of everything sure. to get you to wherever you need to be for this next 2021. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of folks don't think about that in time because they wait until they retired and then they think, wow, the government's forcing me to take a certain portion of my money if I still have it at now age 72, uh, which forces me into a tax situation. If you had diversified not only in the holdings within your accounts, but also the type of accounts you have, right. mm-hmm. you actually can manage your tax situation a lot better in retirement. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, talk to your CPA, to give us a call. We can, we're happy to help, you know, evaluate your situation and give you, you know, best case scenario, if you will. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And, you know, when we come back, we'll have another note or two, but uh, stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. Need to prepare. Need to prepare. Life can turn on a dime. Know where your dimes are. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon with DJ Baker, as well as Peter Lynch. Baker. I'm in the... Did I say Baker? Man, oh man. Did I do it again? Fifteen wow. years. And Fifteen you know what? years. I, I, I don't know how many times I have to tell this on the air because I always screw your name up. DJ Barker. There we go. There we Barker. Go. I just removed it because you had made a mistake. That's right. Second mistake of the we, show. We Troy. used to have. We used to. No, I'm just saying. We used to have an associate that actually went through a lot of DJ's um, written work and uh, helped him by removing <laughs> the R. The, and corrected me. I, I call him DJ Baker all the time. It's awesome. But he was uh, correcting your name for you. And That's I, right. I just call you that because you know. It's good time. Term history. Little reminiscence of the good old days. Uh, if you guys have questions for us, financial questions, not necessarily about DJ and spelling his missing of the lame. letter, uh, <laughs> you can call us on our question hotline one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. Leave your question on our answering machine, if you will, and uh, we'll play it on the air and answer right behind it. If you want to talk to a human, uh, that includes. Kelly Lynn for questions about the radio, or if you want to talk to uh, DJ, 
Barker, or Peter Lynch, you can give us a call at 770-429-9166. If you want to email us, probably the most common way, uh, you can email us at drgeneensler.com, spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com, or go to our website, hensler.com, spelled in the same manner, and uh, we got lots and lots of information that you can uh, access there. Um, Guys, one last note on our uh, previous conversation. When you're doing your year-end planning, we're getting lots of questions about, you know, there's proposed tax changes in 2020 and beyond uh, with a new presidential administration moving in. Uh, number one, we don't know anything about that until after the election in January, uh, January 5th, uh, which is, you know, Georgia's uh, two senators' um, seats decided uh, and and some have asked us, hey, do I need to go ahead and take capital gains while the rates are low? No. The way we deal with tax is almost always the same. We prefer to kick that can down the road as far as we can. Um, you know, just uh, not not uh, doing anything illegal. It's just why do you want to tax yourself when you could actually have a better option? Uh, we also don't like to let the the tax wag the investment dog but right now there's no reason to sell just for the sake of taking a a, a potential and i say potential uh lower tax rate than you than you must so um it's unknown yeah exactly so don't don't react until you must all right so uh moving on we've got a question that uh came into us uh from margo and william who write our daughter is graduating with a master's this december she's interviewing at the big consulting firms and will likely land a job between fifty five thousand seventy five thousand dollars a year um while we're extremely proud of her and i can imagine why we are also a bit worried for the past three years she's been waitressing, interning, and tutoring to help supplement her schooling and lifestyle. She's no stranger to hard work, but she's paid her dues as a poor college student living with three other girls in a two-bedroom apartment. She's talking about a new car, her own apartment, career clothes. Once she lands that job, uh, we realize her paychecks are going to go from 360 to more than $2,000 a week. Uh, but how do we convince her she's not rich? Guys, what do you think? It's tough when you're younger and your income quadruples or goes up, you know, substantially. Yeah. It's easy to get into that mindset of, I've got more money, I'm going to spend more money. Right. And everybody does that. Sure. Um, But you do have to make that uh, financial planning a priority, especially at a young age. Like DJ mentioned earlier, the compounding interest and saving that money early is going to have a huge impact on huge, your life. Huge um, impact. I, right. So do things gradually. Um, start that savings plan automatically, whether it's a company plan, Roth IRA, as we mentioned. Um, start doing these things now. Do them. Set them up so that they automatically happen. Um, it's uh, She will not feel it as much. Right. So... Well, uh, you know, you said something that that kind of resonates here. Even in the the uh, their their email, they say uh, she's been living with three other girls in a two bedroom apartment. So, if she goes out and gets a similar sized apartment and she's paying it herself, she's probably going to pay four times as much as she did before. Right. Even though she's yeah. making more money, I mean, just that, that alone, alone. Yeah. Uh, is going to show you. Plus, you know, a new car. 
uh, career clothes if you've been, you know, most college students walk around in jeans and a T-shirt most yeah. of the time. Uh, so, you know, there's some expenses that are yeah. Taxes going are going up. You know, and that's the thing. Everything about her life is about to change. Every expense. And it's, it's to, you know, start that budget, show her, all right, here is what we have coming in the door. Once we take 15, 20% to your 401k, that's right. Yeah. First. Go ahead and start immediately, day one. Yeah. As it, soon as you can, start saving. People don't realize the effects of time on yeah. your money. Uh, investing early, saving early is huge. Huge. huge so you start the, the savings there. You start emergency reserve fund. And then... Once you see what taxes you're going to be spending and then your rent, your food, and your expenses for clothing and a car and gasoline and insurance and cell phone and incidentals. It'll be an eye-opener. It's going to be drastic yeah, to show her it, I think what on paper is going to show. Right. Seeing it on paper. Right. Yes, paper. $2,000 is a substantial amount of money. And then taxes and everything else comes into play, and she's <laughs> going to quickly see, my goodness, where did my money go? Yeah. And I think putting it on paper is going to be big for, for a great... Um, exercise for for the whole family to do. Yeah, sit down with her and show her. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, probably be a good idea for uh, everybody involved to sit there and think about just how much life costs in general, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but the more she can start, the sooner, and the more she can save, it will reduce her salary, reduce taxes. But future, I know it's a long way away. Retirement's a long way, but it will definitely have a massive impact on her uh, retirement. Yeah, the thing that's funny is around here, some of us have ran little calculators to show you save for 10 years and, you know, you don't ever save another dime. And at age 65, you got a million bucks or certain amounts. Yeah, you you started Mm -hmm. 35 and it takes you the rest of your life to get the million. You know, it's crazy, crazy numbers when you calculate it. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing that I've, uh, the, the one point that should be made is if you get somebody to save for 10 years and tell them, okay, now you can stop. Their habits have already, already been developed. Already They're not going to stop saving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if she waits two years to begin her 401k savings, it's going to take her a lot longer to start saving. Oh, yeah. If she starts immediate savings, the habit's going to be broken. The habit's going to be there, and she's going to be able to, you know, to retain that. Sure. And it also trains you not to spend every, every dollar you make, yeah. 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 which is a great habit to get into. Right. All right. We got another question here. Mark from Ackworth writes, uh, I want to get my son some stock for Christmas, basically something to grow over the next five years uh, that I, that will give him something when he graduates college. Uh, I'm looking at Spotify. He's super into his music and playlists. So I thought this would be a good uh, tie-in. What do you think of Spotify? First of all, let me say, Mark, I love the absolute notion of you trying to get your children involved in investing. Yeah. Uh, the education is is awesome. It's it's the really, um, you know, the first conversations that you have with your kids about money should be about how to have more and how to save to do that. Um, when I look at Spotify, one of the glaring obvious things to me. Uh, you know, it's it's got uh, growth expectations over 120% uh, going forward, but it really has never made a dime. Uh, return on assets at negative 12.3, return on equity negative 31.9. Uh, a lot of those things I could overcome wouldn't be a big deal. Um, you know, three-year uh, revenue growth has been awesome, 31.85%. This is a new technology, obviously, you know, Spotify is a a household name by this point. Uh, But the thing that I think is difficult to overcome is the fact that uh, there's about 32 analysts that follow this on our Bloomberg terminal. There are six of those analysts, sell-side analysts, that have this stock rated as a sell. 
Um, doesn't sound like many relative to 32. You hardly ever find a sell side analyst that will tell you to sell a stock. The problem here is it's 20% overpriced relative to the average analyst's 12-month target price. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. There is no way to get around that. The price has just gotten away from them. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great idea, again, but what I think I'd rather see you do is think of Hershey, Disney, Nike, Apple. The two that I like most are probably Apple, which is still a little expensive. Hershey, uh, um, not the hugest fan. Disney. Disney is probably your yeah. best bet. Mm -hmm. Great company with great brands. Guys, stocks up or down this week? Up. Let's stay up. All right, up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll hear you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.